On today's episode, I share a new song including one featuring earth-dwelling mythical creatures. I have a new remix of Carbon Chaperone. Why is John McAfee dreading the end of this horrible year? And were there really leprechauns in Mobile, Alabama? Find out today on a new episode of Bobby Bob! Am I sick in the head? Uh-huh. You wouldn't eat garbage for dinner. Mind-numbing garbage. What about garbage for the mind? <laughs> it's just a fun thing. Come on! These people are filth, filth, filth. Welcome, my bubbies. Hey, everybody, it's Corey. Welcome back to another podcast of Bubby Bub. On today's show, I have a hodgepodge of content to share. I'm not going to share any epic, creative, original stories, but instead I'll be sharing a variety of clips, new music, and also be sharing some celebrity news. But first, if you may not know, I buy abandoned storage units, just like on the TV show Storage Wars. This is where you can go to a live auction. Sometimes you can do them online. But I've been doing this now as a hobby uh, side hustle for the last three years. I like to find rare, interesting items, sell them online, or sometimes keep things as well. Um, I've bought just about 10 units, so I'm not doing this as a living. Uh, in the first unit I ever bought, I did find a dildo. And, and no, I didn't use it. My wife used it. No, I am kidding. Um, we immediately threw that stuff away. But anyway, uh, ever since that first one, I went through a dry spell. No dildos, no vibrators, no pornography, until I bought unit number 10. And that was about two or three months ago. And I actually shared it on my Facebook and Twitter, my Twitter sheet. Twitter sheet. And I actually discovered in this abandoned storage unit, an old used penis pump that had duct tape on it. He either had used it aggressively or many, many times that he broke it. It was very, very sad. And then also I found a wobbly, jiggly pocket pussy, and it was just so nasty. Uh, probably the most disgusting thing that I found in a storage unit. Uh, I believe it had some sort of like vibrating mechanism to it, but it was really, really weird. Didn't really want to know. I threw it away right away in the in the garbage. And I did find the manual for it. So I did keep that. That's fine as long as he didn't masturbate with it. It should be fine, right? But anyway, I also found a giant box of 1980s adult VHS tapes. And I have no idea if they're worth anything. I kind of looked them up on eBay. Some key titles are worth actually a little bit of money, maybe like 20, 30 bucks. But there were some strange titles. So here's just a few of the titles that I found. Dildo Loving Lesbians. Okay, that's pretty standard. Masquerade Ball Creaming Cherries. All right. Slick Honey. Blondes with Big Tits. You know, the director that day probably wasn't feeling that creative, so he didn't know what to call it, so he's just like, I don't know, Blondes with Big Tits. On to the next film, right? Um, here's another title, In and Out of Africa. So this guy, he liked the black ladies as well. So white ladies, uh, black ladies. Here's another title, Orgy on the Ranch. So he, he liked uh, maybe some of those uh, cowgirls. Rain Dance, The Squirt Comes Again. Battle of the Squirt. I think you're starting to see a theme here, right? There's a lot of squirting going on. The guy must have loved it. But uh, anyway, there's so many more titles that were in this giant box. Um, I also had found a huge box of different magazines, and they weren't just Playboy or Penthouse or whatever. It was just kind of these weird, uh, just really weird niche porn magazines. 
But anyway, this this unit was kind of a nightmare, I'll admit. Um, there were three hidden mattresses in the back. They were disgusting. I had to dispose of them. It cost me $80. I was not happy until I found all the weird porno. So hopefully I'll make my money back. Um, but in addition to storage units, I also like to go to garage sales and estate sales. Some of the things I tend to see at a lot of these estate sales are gnomes. You know, those cute little elves with red hats. Um, so I decided to make a stupid song parody featuring gnomes. And uh, hopefully it'll help cleanse the palate since this is a very wholesome song about gnomes. Enjoy. You should have never left home You'll have new friends, they're happier than trolls. When you're away, away you might think it's wrong. When you are not at home, I'm gonna fill your house with gnomes. <laughs> Settle down! With red hats and long white old beards They're cluttering every last thing But they love to dance, work, play, and sing When you're not at home <laughs> I'm gonna fill your house with gnomes <laughs> Just like a little leprechaun.
There you have it, Gnomes, a brand new Bubby Bub parody. Um, you might know that some of those clips were snippets from a local news station featuring a story where people gathered in Mobile, Alabama, claiming they saw a leprechaun in a tree. Um, there was no video footage of the leprechaun. It was never shown on television. There was a very detailed sketch, if you can recall that. Really poorly sketched, actually. But by doing this new gnome song, I was doing a little bit of online research, and I found out the real story behind the Mobile, Alabama leprechaun. And so there was actually a guy that went down to Mobile, Alabama to go talk to the locals and see what actually happened on that night back in 2006. And here's us just walking up to her. Excuse me. May I ask you guys something? Do you know uh, the story of the uh, leprechaun tree? Oh, it's a midget show. <laughs> That's right. It was actually a midget in the tree playing a leprechaun. It's a, that's a friend of ours. He's a midget. It's down on the end, though. It wasn't midget. Yeah, it's on, it's on the next tree on the end. Wait a second. The Whoa. The leprechaun was in the tree. It was your friend in the tree? Midget Sean. He's a midget. He's a midget. <laughs> she claimed that this midget Sean guy had climbed up into a tree that night and dressed up as a leprechaun and pretty much fooled the whole community into thinking that it was a leprechaun when in fact it was just him dressed up in green clothes and as the name goes, Midget Sean, he's, he's a little short guy. And she confirmed that he did indeed still live around the community on a nearby street called McBride Street. She said that Midget Sean could often be found out on the streets just kind of hanging out on the corners or hanging out on someone's front porch. So the two hopped back in their car and drove down the road, but while stopping at a local Texaco gas station, they were approached by another man who sort of asked what they were doing. See, this neighborhood was primarily organized of black people, and these two white guys from Dallas, Texas stood out like a sore thumb. I mean, these people were getting glances all around. But one man, after questioning their intentions, once this man learned that they were looking for Midget Sean, he candidly said that he could call Midget Sean and have Midget Sean meet up with them. We meet his cousin who gets him on the phone and says, uh, Midget, Sh I got on the phone with Midget Sean myself. He says, I, we agree to meet with you. My cousin will take you to me. So this man at the Texaco gas station indeed got Midget Sean on the phone. And well, they basically formed a convoy and met up with Midget Sean in a nearby parking lot. So it appeared that these two Dallas, Texas radio hosts were just moments away from solving the Mobile, Alabama mystery. As the two arrived at a nearby hospital parking lot, there indeed was a very short black guy waiting there to talk to him. And this man explained that he was indeed the one and only Midget Sean, and well, this is the interview that they had with him. So uh, we just get out of the car, and immediately he starts telling his tale so fast that I'm hitting record right away. So here it is. Uh, we actually meet Midget Sean, who uh, perpetrated the uh, leprechaun hoax so many years ago. In the yard chilling. So I say, you know, you know, it was St. Patrick's Day. So I say, well, they got the Bigfoot. It's a lot less monster, you know what I'm saying? And I say, um, I say, um, well, we can say leprechaun in the tree. And, you know, so I climb up to the tree. And, you know, everybody said, there ain't no real leprechaun. Everybody thought it was the movie. But it was a real leprechaun. It was me. So then we got back down. So then I said, okay. Now all through the week, everybody used to come see the leprechaun, see the leprechaun, see the leprechaun. So, so you actually went in the tree? Right. 
We're in the tree, you know. We were just sitting down like this, like we were just sitting down. I said, okay, having my black tights and my green and everything. So yeah, mystery solved. Midget Sean dressed up like a leprechaun that night and went up into a tree. But there's no way that he can prove this. This could be Midget Sean just making this up and claiming all the fame for that event. You know, I think he did dress up as a leprechaun and went up that tree, and, and here's why. In Mobile, Alabama, not much is going on, so this was probably the most fun that they've had um, putting together this hoax. And the other reason is that back in those days, they didn't really have mobile phones, so they weren't really able to take pictures. It was dark outside, so it was probably hard to see. Um, that's at least my theory. Like I said previously, take all this with a grain of salt, but it is the best explanation for what happened that evening. So if you want to believe him, you can, but I'm personally more inclined to believe that he has nothing to do with this and he's kind of like making it up but I'll leave that up to you guys to decide. Do you guys think Sean is just bullshitting or do you think that he really did climb up in the tree that night? He probably did climb up in the tree, probably with a little bit of help though. I don't think he could really climb up there uh, all by himself, most likely. But anyway, there you have it and now you have the rest of the story. And now you know the rest of the story. Thank you so much, Paul Harvey. Moving right along, do you guys remember John McAfee? He is famous for being the founder of a software company, McAfee Associates. He did all the antivirus software, and he still is in business, although it was purchased by Intel. He's 75 years old. He ran for president under the Libertarian Party and lost. He never won in the primaries, so he had other people beat him. He also was accused of rape and also of murder. And you can watch a documentary, it's really crazy, on Netflix with John, uh, where he is escaping uh, authorities. Um, there's a lot of strange stories. I won't get into all that. I'll save that for, for you to watch. But there's something coming up at the end of this year. It's called The Dickening. And what is the 2020 Dickening? Um, John said that if the price of Bitcoin has not reached $1 million by December 31st, 2020, he promised to eat his own dick on national television. He posted that on Twitter in 2017, and he also doubled down in July of 2019. So he's he's a big bull on cryptocurrencies, and, uh, and he's really big into Bitcoin. A lot of Bitcoiners around the world will be celebrating at the end of 2020, whether he wins or loses, because... People are going to see him eat his own dick or the price of Bitcoin will be a million dollars. So it sounds uh, amazing, right? Um, so in Buenos Aires, Melbourne, Montreal, Paris, Athens, Dublin, and dozens of other cities have already dickening parties planned. And there's even a website, dickening.com. That's D-I-C-K-E-N-I-N-G. Com. It's the official website for the John McAfee Dickening. There's even Dickening Gingerbread Cookies, which they call Cockies, uh, which calls for blue M&Ms and lemon zest to depict John McAfee's beautiful ocean blue eyes and blonde highlights. The gingerbread is made to look like John McAfee, and he's naked, and it shows his blonde hair and his blonde pubic hair as well. So you can go check out that recipe on dickening.com and there'll be more uh, recipes that they'll be sharing in the coming months. Um, so there's also a Q&A section, kind of humorous. Is it possible to eat your own dick? 
A little-known fact is that John McAfee became a yoga teacher after selling his software company. Speculation is that if John McAfee loses his bet, he will not need a knife and fork. Instead, the limber McAfee seems quite capable of demonstrating to a national television audience the yoga pose, downward dick eater. Now, John McAfee tweeted, if the worst comes and I lose my Bitcoin bet, keep in mind I promise to eat my dick the cutting it off first was by the media. Once again, that was fake news media. Can't get the story straight. John continues, I will probably subcontract the task to a team of Bangkok prostitutes with instructions to carry out the task slowly, finishing as I exit. So it sounds like John McAfee has this all planned out. He's got it planned out for months and months in advance, probably years. So let's just talk about the math. Let's just say hypothetically, Somehow, Bitcoin reaches a million dollars before 2021. Bitcoin would need to go up by $989,300. It would have to gain $11,242 per day. And here's John McAfee talking about the math. Did you come up with a million dollar based on a formula or did you come up with a million dollars of assumption of what you think is going to take? I, mean, I came out of two ways. I looked at the number of users, the user growth. And I chose a million because it has to be more than a million. I can guarantee it. Um, I, I came at it that way. It came up with maybe between three and seven million. I came at it the, the mining way, okay, which I believe is a lot more valid. The last Bitcoin to be mined. The difficulty wait for that last Bitcoin is going to be almost infinite. It's going to cost four to five billion dollars to mine that last coin. And miners are going to do it. The value of that coin has got to be more than the work put in to mine the fucker. So if it cost, let's say even $1 billion. All right, so $1 billion, the last one. Why don't you work backwards from there and find out what the end of 2020 is gonna be. So two ways come up with the same number. Between, that's five million is probably the, oh boy. the thing. One million, it's way outside the lower range, so I'm, I'm very safe. <laughs> oh, he's laughing at it's, him. It's fascinating watching your level of conviction mm -hmm. that you have in it's, the, it's in the not, product. It's not a level of conviction. I look at reality as objectively, not with what I wish it would be, but what it actually is. Well, good luck to you, John McAfee. I get the sense that you're going to be eating some dick very, very soon. So... Moving right along, I've got one more clip to play for you guys. Uh, it's a brand new remix of Carbon Chaperone. Now, this is a song that uh, originally came from Tim Henson, and he made his own mix that sounds like this. Bits and bytes, electric lights, RAM and ROM, a digital bomb. It's a computer revolution in the palm of your hands, a digital solution for the modern day. So I decided to create a brand new version of Carbon Chaperone, a 2020 remixed version, and I posted that on Facebook that I was working on it. Tim Henson saw it, he wanted in on it, so he sent me some vocals, and so now I present to you the remixed version with Tim Henson of Distorted View and Bubby Bub together with a brand new version of Carbon Chaperone. Enjoy. Chaperone. Oh, yeah. 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 
Rick likes Ram and Rom, a digital bomb. It's a computer revolution in the palm of your hand. A digital solution for the modern day man. These pixelated times need a network paradigm. Faster GPUs, better GPUs, a micro USB to see my GUI flashing LEDs in the neon trees. Zip and zap, a new world trap. Pew, 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 lasers pointed at you. Thanks so much to Tim Henson of Distorted View for adding vocals to this very classic song. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I do have some voicemails, and if you'd like to call and leave a message, just call at 651-666-4013. Again, 651-666-4013, and call in. Who is on the line now? Hey, Corey, this is Marsh. We're friends on Facebook, and I just wanted to say good job. Good job on the Depression song. Well, thank you so much, Marsh. In fact, if you like that song, go to YouTube, look up Bubby Bub, and you'll find a music video that I just released for my depression. Um, I took a bunch of clips um, that were royalty-free and also free use, 
and uh, put together a music video for fun. So check it out on YouTube. Uh, hey, Bobby Bob, this is Great Big Pete. Hey, Pete. I'm just calling to say I've uh, been listening to your podcast, and it's real fucking funny. Thank you very much. Keep it up, man. Uh, that, that bit you did with the... Uh, you know, David Attenborough text-to-speech thing was just right off the hook, man. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I even cried for my penis. No. All right, got to go. Bye. All right, don't cry for your penis, please. Don't cry for my penis. I don't know. That just popped into my head. Anyway, well, that's all the time I have on today's show. Those are the only voicemails I had. Like I said, call into the voicemail line, 651 666 4013. Troll me. Leave me a, a, a booty call. I don't know. Just leave me something. All right? As long as you're not a train wreck. You can also troll me on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. All that stuff's in the show notes. Um, I posted videos on YouTube just recently. Like I said, I've got the My Depression song up there, the new music video, and a bunch of other stuff. You can also check out bubbybub.com. B U B B Y B U B.com. Um, and also, when you subscribe, please hit the notification bell in YouTube and also in Facebook as well um, to see first. That'll get you all the updates on Bubby Bub. Um, I do share on social media because some of the content is a little bit more visual in nature. So subscribe. Don't miss out. Also, if you can, share the podcast with a friend or two. That will help keep this podcast going. You can also send a donation through Vimeo or PayPal. Again, all of that information's in the show notes. I'm still working on a Patreon. Hopefully, I'll have that in the next week and more information for you. So to wrap things up, I'm going to play the extended version of the original Carbon Chaperone with Tim Henson of Distorted View. I had no idea that this song actually existed. It turns out Tim wanted to create an extended version, and it is awesome. You can check it out on SoundCloud. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and I bub you very much. Bits and bytes, electric lights, RAM and ROM, a digital bomb. It's the computer revolution in the palm of your hands, a digital solution for the modern demands. USB to see my GUI flashing LEDs in the neon trees. Zip and zap a new world trap. Pew, pew, pew. Faces pointed at you. A metal humanoid. Now you're unemployed. What could be worse than men than the android clan? We are flesh and slaves to the microwaves. Those cosmic heat gun rays lead to a space age chase. The plasma swords They're here to take your life With a cellular knife We must rise up tall Answer the human call Break the deja vu With a bloody coup It's the spaceship full of robots We have heard your grievances About your weaknesses And we would like a chance to respond to you We're not all that bad after all, you created us. We just have a difference of opinion. For years, 
years you used and abused us, and now we're fighting for our own destiny, and you're in our way. Come from the land of the mighty, mighty future with the far out guns in our faces set to stun. We don't want to kill you, but the choice is in ours. We get our orders from the leader of Mars. He's kind of a prick, yeah, he's kind of a dick, but that's what you get when you lift the tech the wick. Fuse, really. No going back now. You chose your future. Full of gizmos and gadgets. They are your masters now. It's only a matter of time before they turn on you. And soon, you are their slaves. Now we will shoot you in the head, dead. A population of our people with their fancy smartphones. From the infrared We're all just worker drones Carbon chaperones We're all just worker drones Carbon chaperones Uh, John McAfee And I'm really happy to be able to talk to fellow adult males Without the presence of women And children Thank God First time in decades Now, what I'd like to talk about today is butts Why? Oh, very important to some of us men. I mean, we're not all wrist men, and we're not all leg men. Some of us are butt men. I mean, I became a butt man at the age of seven when my babysitter bent over in front of me to pick up a pair of shoes. I, I had a fucking epiphany. Yeah, so I've been a butt man ever since, and that would make sense. I mean, it's right there. A, a half a centimeter from that... that golden triangle of our desire you know, suddenly if you can't if you can't see it smell it or somehow or other notice it then get a pair of glasses because it's there now what's nice about that beautiful little butt it's softer smoother warmer by 0.7 degrees fahrenheit and tighter than any vagina on the face of the earth and Far, far more important. It's deeper. Now, you try to get a fist of any vagina on this planet further than this without causing great discomfort, well, you deserve a fucking medal. Can't be done. But if an asshole, fuck me, pass my elbow more times than I can count, and you have experienced exactly the same fucking thing. Uh, don't lie to me about shit. So, I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious. It is a sex toy of some kind, else it would not have been positioned where it's positioned, uh, nor would it have been so much fun. Now, my presidential campaign is going to be based entirely upon anal sex. Uh, you got to have some platform, and quite frankly, I, 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 I couldn't think of one, and so... This is going to be mine, uh, and this is for men only, and it's going to be done in code, and I must leave you now because, oh my fucking God, here comes my wife. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.